Hello and welcome to another episode of the Powered by Positivity podcast with me, your host, Laura Murray, where we will talk all things health, fitness, mindset, nutrition and lifestyle. Today, I'm joined by two anonymous guests, kept anonymous for reasons of which I will delve into in a moment. So stick with me. I toyed back and forth with the idea of doing this podcast episode for some time. I had people telling me not to do it and I had people telling me that I couldn't not do it. So I sat down and I put my reasons down on paper. There was nothing in the reasons not to column for me. So some of the reasons I have for doing it are number one, that this is something that has helped me massively. And I talk about everything else in my life that has helped me in so many different ways. So I don't see why I would hold this information for myself. Secondly, I'm not promoting anything here. I'm most definitely not telling anybody what you need to do, what you should do, or that you should do what I have done. I'm merely speaking about my own experience. The third and very important reason for me is that I truly believe that we have been working so hard as a society, as a culture and as a nation to remove the taboo around mental health stigma. And more and more people are openly speaking about going to regular therapy and doing things on a regular basis, not only to overcome mental health challenges, but also to maintain good mental health and well-being. And for me, what I'm going to talk about today on this podcast episode has been something that has helped me personally in monumental ways. And so I think not talking about this would be in a way kind of going against all of what we've done. I've gone to therapy and I've been open and spoken about that and the positive impact that it's had for me. So really, it is equally as important to me to be as open and transparent as I can about something that I'm so glad found me at the right time. And that something is plant medicine. I personally have benefited from using plant medicine in what I can only describe as probably the most transformative and beneficial experiences that I've ever had. I feel a sense of duty to speak about this so that people can know that there are things and people available to them, to you, outside of the clinical or public health or conventional medicine world. In this episode, my aim is simply to share my own personal experience of working with psychedelics as a form of therapy and to facilitate my own personal growth and development. I want to give you an insight into the power of plant medicines and to what they can do when respected and utilised correctly. And I also want to reinforce that there is no such thing as a bad substance. It's merely the intent and purpose by which it is used. So really, our misuses of any substance are what causes the trouble, not the substance itself. I also want to equip you with a little bit more information about what's out there in terms of practitioners who work with the highest integrity and who I deem to be the most reputable and experienced in their line of work. My guests today will be kept anonymous purely for the reason that the substances that they use to facilitate their incredible work are unfortunately still illegal in this country. I will be referring to them as Alice and Ansi to protect their identity and their incredibly important work. They are both experienced shamanic medicine healers working with Mushrooms, Mary Jaina and Cambo. Um, some of their other titles combined include reflexologist, masseuse, including tantric massage, counsellor, energy healer, sound healer, spiritual teacher, past life regression therapist, trauma therapist, couples coach, artist, farmer, horticulturalist, musician and diviner. And from my own experience, they are the best of the best at holding space and facilitating healing in the most ethical, education 
personal and professional way without losing the spirit and core principles of the shamanic way. I really hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with Alice and Ansi. And just before we jump right into this episode, this podcast is brought to you in association with nightsleep.ie. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S-L-E-E-P.ie. The go-to for all things sleep and health. As we're now so well aware, sleep is literally the foundation of overall health and well-being, which is why ensuring good sleep hygiene, routine and environment is something you need to do if you are not already. Optimize your sleep and you will instantly see and feel the payoff in every other avenue of your life. Nightsleep.ie makes this easy by providing the highest quality sleep and health products, tools and devices to help improve your sleep, as well as helpful packages and information from the experts to equip you with everything that you may need to enhance your overall health. From blue light blockers, weighted blankets, red light therapy devices, sleep supplements and so much more. Night sleep can help you to improve your overall health and well-being. Make sure that you use my discount code P by P for 10% off your purchases. Alice and Ansi, thank you both so much for joining me today on the Power Positivity Podcast. It is a pleasure and a privilege to have you guys here to talk about your work. Um before I let you guys introduce yourselves, um, anonymously, of course, um, the purpose of this podcast is not to tell anybody what they should do or what they need to do or to do what I have done. Um, I really want to speak openly about my own experience and share my own thoughts and views on something that I have found to be one of the most transformative and beneficial experiences that I've ever had. Um I personally have benefited from using plant medicine in ways that I find it kind of difficult to articulate at times. Um, it's been that huge for me. And I do feel some kind of a sense of duty to speak about this to people so that people that know that there are things out there and people available to them outside of maybe the clinical public health conventional medicine world that can help with healing um, from trauma, from, um, you know, different things like PTSD um, eating disorders, alcoholism. Um, and the aim is really to share my own personal experience of working with psychedelics as a form of therapy to facilitate my own personal growth and development and also to equip people with more information about what's out there from practitioners who work with the highest integrity, really, which is what you guys do and whom I, I really deem to be the most reputable and experienced in your line of work. So thank you for joining me. And Alice, I'm going to let you introduce yourself first. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, it's it's a massive moving uh, forward step um, because so far we were trying to keep everything nice and small. But yes, uh, it seems like message has to go out. And um, yeah, I feel very, very excited and privileged to yeah. be here. Amazing. Amazing. So it's obviously very hard to introduce yourself. Um I I'm I come from Poland. I live in Ireland over 22 years. Um, that's on its own is amazing journey. But because I I was really growing up in very very difficult circumstances, I was trying to find help. Uh, institutions didn't give me help, so I was looking for my own solutions uh, to all the problems that I had and. 
even though as a very small child, I was actually questioning in my life and thinking, is it that's what it is? This is everything that people do. So I was seeking uh, some answers and I'm, I'm still seeking for them, but mm. most of them were actually answered. So through um, growing uh, as, a, as a human, through growing as and developing as a person, I find lots of lots of techniques that are hoping, helping. So uh, naturally, over 25 years ago, I started to work with helping people um, to tap into meditation, to do some energy healing, to work with past life regression, to help people to tap into their inner child and see what's there. Um, learning and teaching people how to integrate uh, their their problems and, and bring it out of shadow. So there is other, there are other techniques that catch my attention, especially uh, talking about healthy sexuality. I'm at the moment tantric practitioner. I work with males and females. Um, this part of our life is completely all over the place and not very healthy. So my 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 soul is there. And uh, plant medicines, not only plant medicines, but um, shamanic medicines, including Kambo, came into my life when I was ready for it. And I was able to connect with them on, on a very deep level. And I realized that the potential of helping people is so much greater because plant medicines, what what they give, um, uh, they have helping people to lose control. Yeah. So you know, spirituality could be a beautiful bypassing from the problems, could be like escapism from life, instead of actually diving deep into the problem. And uh, shamanic medicines, they are beautiful, beautiful way to. Uh, open people to trust themselves, to trust life, to to trust their their, their journey, yeah. and 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 teach them that um, there is always always way out of craziness that we're finding ourselves in. Yeah, that's uh, that. And what you said about um, psychedelics being used as a means of losing control. This is something that can be a, a huge misconception as well for people. It yes. is loss of control, but it's not necessarily loss of control. It's loss of conscious control, which is necessary for healing at times. It's, you know, like um, people driving their lives mainly from the mind level, from the egoistic level. And they think they're doing great things, but uh, they don't trust. And losing control is about building trust. Um, how you can trust your heart how you can trust your intuition, mm. how you can trust your inner guidance. And that's the losing control yeah. I'm talking about. This is not about getting crazy. I'm probably the farthest. Like, like I actually never got drunk in life. Yeah. I, I never used any, anything for booze or... Or, or in a reckless any, way. Yeah. No, no. It is, it's, it's pointless. Mm. It's just to escape from reality. Wow. Um, the reality we have uh, this is the greatest gift we yeah. have yeah okay amazing and um, I, I'm going to come back to that as well about uh, the control thing because for me this has been huge in my experience in working with you guys and working with psychedelics as well um, but before we delve into that a little deeper um, and thank you for that overview as well um, I'm going to Ansee give you a second to introduce yourself as well and just tell listeners who you are and what you do thank you very much Laura um <coughs> So I am from Northern Ireland. 
and somewhat different uh, to Alice's uh, experience in life. I I did come from fairly toxic places, uh, sort of only discovered later in years that it was passive aggressive and it was, uh, you know, diff- different forms of mental, emotional, different things that weren't, you know, normal and right in a person's life, uh, different forms of bullying and different things. I developed actually as a people pleaser. Um, I always thought I was a peacekeeper, but uh, unfortunately it, it was actually being a, a people pleaser. But along the, the journey, along the way, what I found really did work for me was wanting to help people. And that was something that naturally came out any time, didn't matter who or what uh, was there. I, I felt myself always wanting to help. So I was sort of drawn towards the holistic side of things. So I'm qualified in massage and reflexology. I've got counseling skills. Um, a few different ventures here and there, of course, but... Uh, I found myself being drawn towards the shamanic path as well. And with the shamanic path uh, initially, which scared me at the start uh, before I I got fully into and immersed in it, it feels that it's the most organic, authentic and real way to live. And I can think of any other way now, you know, how how else to be. Uh, I was working with the shamanic medicines as a participant and did manage to heal and clear a lot of different things using different uh, shamanic medicines uh, and eventually it seemed that I was uh, drawn to actually working with them as well and, and serving people in the medicine so over time it sort of developed, I got to see it from both sides of the of the fence and all the skills of absolutely everything sort of uh, even came together, uh, something for example I used to be a, a driving instructor and with that came immense amount of patience which I find very very beneficial very useful for the line of work we're in yeah. um yeah, you 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 really have to be you know because healing is a very uh, difficult and slow process sometimes and even for myself which I'm still undergoing a lot of healing and work on myself a lot of self-development uh I've realized that it is slow and you might sometimes make the same mistake about 20 times before you sort of go oh that's what I now need to do yeah and yeah patience definitely helps with that so absolutely in a nutshell that's me amazing thank you both so much um I think it's as you mentioned your line of work you need a lot of patience you need a lot of a, a lot of energy um and you give so much of yourselves to your work um and I think it's going to be really difficult for us to kind of encapsulate what it is that you do or what you can do and how you can help people in like, you know, one little podcast here. So to try and give people the a kind of like a bird's eye overview of how things work um, and how it can help. Um, I'd like to kind of talk about how or I'd like you guys to kind of give an overview of how a ceremony works. So for me, I came down to you guys the first time there a couple of months back and for a mushroom ceremony and people listening now are going to be going what the hell is a mushroom ceremony it is not going you know to on a retreat and getting off your face and having this magical experience and thinking yeah life is actually great now because I've had these beautiful visions and it's fantastic um I just I want to give listeners an insight into the power of plant medicines and what they can do when respected and utilised correctly because I really don't think that a lot of people really understand yet. Um, and I also want to reinforce before we do that, 
that there's no such thing as a bad substance because these substances have been, you know, illegal for so long now, um, which is such a shame. Um, they're just, we're conditioned to think that these things are bad. But like, how can something that grows on this planet that has benefited so many people in so many ways be bad? Um, I think it's important to recognise that there's no such thing as a bad substance. It's the intent and purpose by which it's used. And it's really our misuses of any substance that causes trouble and not the substance itself. Um, like an analogy that I was using to explain this to somebody was superglue. Like if mushrooms need to be illegal, then really superglue should be illegal too. Because if you were to eat a mouthful of superglue, like that could be fatal. Whereas like there's actually no <laughs> fatal dose of psilocybin that's known. So it's like looking at the use and, and the intent behind how we're using it and what we're doing with it. Um, you were going to say something there. I was just going to say, actually, they have worked out how much uh, it would need to be 14 kilograms. But, oh. then, but then again, 14 <laughs> kilograms of potatoes would also make yeah. your stomach explode. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like the risk reward ratio as well. Like I was listening to a podcast there last week about it and someone was saying that horse riding is actually more dangerous or there's more risk involved with horse ride, going horse riding than there is taking mushrooms mm. um, or going skiing. Yeah. So we look at that as well. But then also like people do and are going to still, we have to recognise that people are going to still hold the mindset that these things are dirty or bad. Like if we look at the, in the US, they have legalised cannabis now in many states, but still people are off the mindset in those states where it's now legal. They're like, oh, it's dirty, it's bad, it's, it's, you know, it's not right. But it's just the way we've been conditioned to think. And it's a shame because we know that these things have, can have so many benefits, not just from a medicinal per perspective, but from a general public health point of view and also spiritually and psychologically. Um, and in a world that's become so busy and where we've all become so detached from each other and from ourselves, there's an increasing surge of people who want to come back to themselves, who are, feel like they've lost themselves, they've lost their purpose. Um, life is so busy and we're all vying to kind of come home to ourselves and achieve that mind, body, spirit connection that people are talking about so much now. And plant medicines and psychedelics are literally up there in terms of facilitating this. Um, however, they've been vilified and demonized and prohibited, um, not based off anything other than, you know, the governments want to control a society who were starting to think for themselves a little more which is like the most ridiculous reason ever well for them it worked but you know these people have little to no experience or understanding of them and they've managed to ban them um, and totally disregarded countless studies and papers that were being conducted with massive positive outcomes um, around the usage of these substances benefiting people and helping people to overcome the likes of PTSD depression, anxiety, eating disorders OCD without needing to rely on something synthetically produced or formulated in a lab, which has to be a more holistic way to heal. Um, but it's not just about the substance either. It's really important to look at the, the bigger picture, the set and setting, um, how things are, how, how the whole process is done and then integration afterwards, which is what you guys are so amazing at doing. <laughs> so if... I, the listener, wanted to know what happens if I was to come to you guys or to look for, you know, healing using psychedelics. What's the process? I'm going to throw this to Alice first. Mm -hmm. Actually, I, I the, the beginning of the process is actually to choose which people are right to come. And that's actually, um, yeah, well, I'll give you. And see. Yeah, and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forgot your name. So, <laughs> so I... 
with any person that would ever contact me in regards to this, I have a set amount of safety questions that I ask. Predominantly ask if they've ever worked with any shamanic medicines or indeed if they've worked with any psychedelics to see where the range is. And it often gives me uh, a good insight as to how their view on medicines would be and their view on psychedelics would be. Um, you know, for example, sometimes people will say, oh yeah, I've done uh, mushrooms in Amsterdam. So yeah. I immediately know, right, okay, so you've done it in a different setting, different place, different style. For a different um, purpose, recreationally. or Possibly yeah. with alcohol, yeah. various different things. Yeah. Uh, funny, most people that have done mushrooms before that have had a bad experience, 80% of them were approximately 80% have done it with alcohol, mm. which alcohol is a depressant and these are an antidepressant. So, you know, uh, uh, what is it? An unstoppable force with an un immovable object meet each other. So it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. It's mm. going to be a bumpy ride for them. So once I found that out, of course, then I ask if they're on any medication, if they have any mental ailments. Um, the ones that are of concern we'd have to ensure is the likes of psychosis, obviously for everyone's safety, uh, bipolar, because as mentioned, th this this medicine can cure depression, anxiety, PTSD, and stress and different things. So if you cure the depression, all that person will be left is manic. And I have heard a story that unfortunately, when somebody did actually was left with manic, it was too much for them. Now, okay. They happened to take their own life, which was very unfortunate. So in the likes of that, that's if somebody would say to me they're bipolar, microdosing would be the safer way to do it but again I would always air caution and I would say listen I'll look into it and I'll work with it and I'll see yeah. before I would guarantee anything to anyone yeah so the screening process is so important absolutely yeah. absolutely and then probably the most important question which is what I like to say sort of weeds uh, people out or that separates the wheat from the chaff in the context of the people who are here for the right reasons versus people who just want to, as you mentioned, get off their face. Um, I will say, so what do you want the medicine to work with? Heal, fix, do. What What do you want this for? Why, why are you coming? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you get the answer such as, I want to discover myself. I have a, a template system of, of things, but if somebody was to say that to me, my sort of banter answer would be lingo for a three-day hike. You will definitely discover yourself on a three-day hike. <laughs> you yeah. know? But um, I, I, if, if they do give that answer, then I sort of remind them and just say, look, to give you a heads up, if you're, if you're thinking this is going to be easy or gentle or whatever, people are coming for mental abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, uh, childhood traumas, uh, bullying, various different things potentially suicidal and this is their last chance so this is a I, heavy weekend absolutely like it's I, not, yeah, yeah. It, it's not going to be fluffy bunny kind of yeah. let's all have a great time and sort of hold hands and sing kumbaya yeah. awesome if it was but <laughs> unfortunately the realisticness is society is sick and it needs help yeah. everybody needs help um, so I remind them of that should they have actually done certain um, self-development and actually have done a considerable amount of work I also remind them that this medicine is beautiful for creativity so for people who are uh, have a writer's block or can't just write that brand new song or something like that or poems or interpretive dance, anything, I remind them it's very good for creativity. The final thing is it's expansion of consciousness. So this is tapping into the more spiritual, the, the psychic, the energetical side of things and helping to really, um, you know, push, push their, their belief systems further and, and see things for what they really are. So when I give them that, most people normally would break down and say, oh, well, I didn't know these were the answers. So yeah, I could do with this, could do with that. Um, males or females, it doesn't really matter. Often males are grateful for the chance to actually open up and share with someone. So then I just find out where they're from and, you know, uh, 
you know, various different details. I then send out a second email and that's also safeguarding because again asks what's your intention yeah. now, again that's just to make sure they thought oh few have answered the answer if it's somebody trying to come for the wrong reasons they then have to reiterate again yeah. uh, and they screened out of the process absolutely. If, if necessary yeah. a few other things on there as well such yeah. as dietary things and you know yeah. <laughs> important questions and they're also important as well for not just for yourselves obviously to make sure that you're working with people in the right way and helping the right people but also for myself it actually made me sit down and think what do I really want want to get and what like what is important here Absolutely. because for me it like I had a number of different reasons why I wanted to 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 do this um and I had in the past like made headway with seeing a psychotherapist and like you know with many cases we're still in so much in control of what we're open to talking about and where we can go and how much we can actually delve into traumas and there's repressed stuff as well that we don't we can't actually access so this yeah. is why th this medicine in particular can help to facilitate this kind of healing um like we'll our brain will dictate what we pay attention to and what we will skip over or ignore quite often without even us realizing um and i didn't even realize how this one particular childhood trauma that I had experienced had affected my whole belief system, my responses, my issues around time and control, which I, I've known were there, but I didn't know why. So this helped me to lose conscious control in order to see what I needed to see, know what I needed to know about myself and pinpoint even when these things originated, like where they grew from and why. And actually now re recognize that it was a survival instinct in me that was causing me to think and have these this impulse of like I have to be punctual all the time I have to be because at that time it was what kept me alive um, and now I know it's not he helpful or necessary anymore but this is through the process obviously but I have such a deeper understanding of myself but if I hadn't done that initial work even just sitting down and saying what do I want from this I never would have had success in achieving that so no. after you've done the screening process and people arrive then at the the weekend. It's a two day thing. Talk to me about that. I just so, want to say one yeah. thing that is actually a healing process. When you actually decide to text me, yeah. the healing process has already begun because you've begun the reaching out process already. So, yeah. so that's very important. As you say, the end, the next stage, just what you said that you have to sit and think about what you actually want. That's the next stage. Admitting it again, third stage. So it, it's, mm. it's beautiful. It's already begun. The, the wheels are in motion at that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when people are arriving, they firstly attack by big hug. Yes. <laughs> we definitely hugging people. Um, you know, um, most people will come will come with different levels of anxiety. Yeah. They're coming to this strange place. They, they're going to do something they probably never done before in their lives. Uh, they don't even know, you know, yes, most people would do some research and they would find out that there's so much research about psilocybin effects and all. But nevertheless, this is a very difficult moment for everyone. So um, we usually wait for everyone, everyone to, to come uh, together. But on that stage, believe, well, you believe because you've been there. Yeah. People are already chatting. People are 
kind of growing into friendship straight away and the trust and uh, people who already been with us, they're very reassuring. Sometimes I think it looks like I actually pay them to 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 make a good <laughs> statement or something to, yeah. to feel to, to make sure that the others will feel better. But yes, it's 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 like natural flow like when people exchange uh, knowledge, energy, experiences and um after that lovely moment, uh, hard work is, is starting. Yeah. Uh, entire day, we're trying to prepare people for something. People don't don't even know. We're trying to prepare them to be ready to break their belief systems. Because everyone is coming with very sharp set of belief systems that was built basically based on accident that something happened around them and and so and and people are not even aware that what they are what they believe in it's not even theirs yeah and in fairness even if we will be chatting a week to those people we are not able to prepare them for what's coming but uh, at least uh, we give people lots of practical exercises, lots of practical approach and explanation of, you know, everything that might be handy, not just for their journey, but mainly for what, ha what will happen after the journey. Because the, the journey, real journey starts only when people leave our house on Sunday evening because they need to start to live their lives with completely different mindset. Yeah. They they will be different persons. They they will not be the same ones, and and their view on their life will be completely different. So there is lots of homework to be done. There is lots of conversations maybe with siblings or someone that were not done for years and years, and that has to happen because that's part of their healing. Yeah. And you were talking a very 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 important thing about disconnection. So, um, first of all, people will learn uh, during all this weekend how to connect with themselves, how to connect with the group, but then they have to bring that connection back to their families, back to their workplace, to, their busy lives. to, to, yeah. to, to start appreciate their life instead of running away from it. Yeah. So you're giving like the, the first day workshop and like, I will be completely frank about this. It is heavy. It is a long, like... That day, I thought, okay, we're just going to sit around and chat for the first day. They'll tell us some things we sure. need to know. We'll all like get to know each other. It'll be lovely. It's heavy. It's tough. Like, but fantastic. Like, and the when I got there, like you said, people arrive. We, the, it's the warmest welcome. Everybody's hugging. But I think whether you've been there or not, because I've been there twice now, and even the second time, you're you're you feel vulnerable. Even though I kind of knew what to expect, I still didn't know what to expect on so many levels because it's always going to be different. If I may add um, one thing, just beautifully timed with what you said there, we actually, at the start, immediately create a thing called circle of trust. Yeah. And the way the, I, I, I like to work with analogies, so I, I say it's like putting down, everyone puts their weapons down at the same time and kicks them away. So with the circle of trust comes absolutely zero judgment. Again, analogy, we all start in our houses with our parents. So the analogy is you start on one place on a board game Everyone else is on a different square, a different place, a different whatever. And we all go through our lives as best as what we possibly can to get to that very moment. So we've all met together in that particular room. So how can anybody judge anyone? Why would anybody judge anyone? You can't because we all started with our parents, our siblings, our school, our 
culture or country or wherever. And we did the best we could in our lives to get to where we are now. We also have whatever uh, says there is kept there. And then we just ensure that everybody feels secure, safe, and then people put their hands up to agree. So even with that is a visual that people are aware to see this and it, it helps to immediately put everyone's mind at ease and then people are much more likely to open up. And by the end of the weekend, it is like leaving family. It is, I've, I've oh, seen it time it and time again. And again, you've been yeah, present, you know it, what I'm like, talking about. I'm still in touch with people from the first weekend and from last <laughs> weekend as well. So uh, uh, that sharing circle alone actually taught me so much about myself because I would be somebody who I thought I was, you know, really f open to all of this. And I went down and we sat down for the sharing circle. And I actually initially then realised that I'm actually a bit resistant to this. Oh, God, I don't know about this. I don't know if this is for me. And like I was shocked at my own feelings around it. And then I only realised through the whole weekend and then through my psychedelic experience that I actually felt unworthy of sharing my story. So that's that was something that I learned. I, there was a sense of my story doesn't fucking matter. These people have their stuff. But like you said, now I understand we're all starting from our own space on the board game with our families, our own experiences that have, you know, led us to have the belief systems that we have and we're doing the best with what we can. Mm. But I only realise now that I, I had chi childhood traumas and things that I have never even properly spoken about because I felt like it wasn't my trauma because it maybe wasn't me who directly experienced the thing. Mm. But it has shaped and moulded my thoughts, my beliefs around myself, around life, around everything. And that sharing circle alone, aside, like before any medicine, before any psychedelics was hugely beneficial. Mm. So it's so powerful. Everything has a ripple effect. Mm. Every action, every thought, every word, absolutely everything has a ripple effect. So even if it doesn't directly happen to you, if you ever throw a stone into a river, the ripple bounces off and then it'll bounce off the thing it bounces off. Mm. So again, any actions that didn't directly happen to you still rippled and affected you in your life. Oh God, and I know that now, yeah. <laughs> like, God, I'm owning my traumas and releasing them now. <laughs> you know, I think people generally afraid of word trauma. Yeah. And uh, because it's a massive stigma on, on mental health and um, against that would be, you know, all the social media where everyone is looking happy. And if you're not happy, something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just lack of education, how, you know, how we as humans um, perform here, how 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 fragile we, uh, we are when we are small, how the smallest experience can influence entire life and... Luckily, this is all can be changed. Yeah. This is all doable. This is just, um, you know, this is there is a way why uh, out of the the craziness that yeah. we were, uh, you know, put into. Yeah, no, there really is, and it, like you mentioned something last week. So my the the last time I went down to a mushroom ceremony was only last week, which is great. So it's nice and fresh. I'm still <laughs> processing it all. <laughs> but um, last week, Alice, you mentioned something that really has stuck with me, and. I, I knew this, but just I don't think that a lot of people really think about it this way or even recognize that trauma isn't necessarily like a horrific thing that happened. It's quite often something that didn't happen as yes. well. That's that's actually more because you can't pinpoint it. Mm. OK, it's nearly easier to be in a car crash yeah. than have, a, let's say, a father who was just hardworking and never for us. 
Mm. You know, car crash will probably not make you go uh, in your relationships uh, with unavailable guys, but work, hardworking father will. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, this is this is trauma. This yeah. is this is what happens. You know that you can't find that connection with with the loved one because it's not there. He's not there. Yeah. So ha- like not having needs met as a child or yes. growing up is trauma. Absolutely. And without actually becoming aware of that and really recognizing, okay, what 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 are the traumas that I've been carrying and and ha- what are the beliefs then that have that have built or or that I'm carrying with me forward and how am I acting as a result of this and how is that affecting my life negatively? Yeah. We can't heal. And this is why it's so important to get beyond kind of our conscious mind. And Absolutely. That's where psychology, normal psychology isn't deep enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just you can talk about things that you know, but how about things that you don't know that you yeah. don't know? Yeah. You know, it's 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 massive. Our subconscious mind is very big, very potent, and to dig stuff out of it, um, that's where plant medicines are yeah. just perfect I for. I truly believe that I like I never would have gotten to the point that I'm at now in terms of the awareness that I have around the way I act and, and the things that I've done in the past or that haven't been serving me and the, the different things that I've been dealing with, like issues with time and control. I spent like, I don't know how long talking to psychotherapists about my issues and I was telling them everything that was wrong and everything that was. And that's fine. And like talk therapy is great and going to therapy is important. Yes, but, but it, that's only first step it's, for it's most. It's a part of, of if, the process. Yeah. 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 Uh, particularly because we can't, we like, I know I never would have actually gotten to the root of the actual issue without the ego dissolution and the the loss of conscious control and actually being plunged into what, like where I needed to go, which was horrifically painful, number one, and difficult and unpleasant, but so necessary. Mm. So using psychedelics on this guided journey allowed me, or not allowed me, but forced me to confront what was there <laughs> in my subconscious. And people were like, oh, that sounds awful. Like, why would you want to relive that? Or why would you? Because it's there anyway. Mm. I'm like, that 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 memory and those things and and all that pain is in my subconscious living there affecting how I think and what I do and how I act and whether or not I confront it is the difference on how my life goes from here mm. so being able to actually be forced back into it and the realizations that I've had that it's allowed me to have since it's just been the most transformative thing that I've ever done in my life um Talk to us about the, you talk a lot about emotions and feelings on the day one workshop. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about this because understanding this was hugely important as well for going in and using the psychedelics to actually heal and to understand what's happening and how we're feeling. May I just add yes, in there, just always. when you were talking about the dog therapy, we we would always encourage people to to go for dog therapy. Yeah. Um. Actually, on the ceremony you're on as well there was one participant having to say that when they went to a counsellor, they were bullshitting the the, the yeah. counsellor. And that's so easy to do. The beauty of working with this particular medicine, you cannot bullshit it. Mm. <laughs> you just can't. It's it's physically impossible. Uh, the wonderful Terence McKenna also said that when you go for these medicines, you are naked in front of the inspection of your own psyche. Mm. 
Yeah. You you can't lie to yourself because you know yourself and especially when you're in the space, you'll see what you're ready to see and what you're what you're able to. But talk therapy definitely does get the ball rolling. It does have its merits. It does work. But the amount of people who have said that talk therapy only gets you so far, and as you beautifully said, this kind of scoops things out, makes you look at things. Um and also as you said there to people, the, the why would you face that? Yeah. As you say, the things are there definitely for sure. But by going for this, this allows you to actually release the hold that it has on you. Yeah, It's always going to be there, as you say. You can't forget it. It is part of you. But it will lose its scariness or its pain or its whatever grip it has on you by facing it and releasing it. Yeah, it's incredible. Like the, like you said, the beauty of psychedelics is that they're, they're not conjuring up something new. So people think, I'm going to go on, I'm going to take some mushrooms, I'm going to have this wonderful experience and time, see all these yeah. things. And, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. great. And you do see beautiful things and it is wonderful. It is. <laughs> but they're not con- ever conjuring up something new. Mm-hmm. They're rather revealing what's already there. Correct. Um, which is why they're so powerful. Mm-hmm. So it's allowing us to, to get into those memories or experiences that have shaped our beliefs or conditioned our actions to break past these things then. Um, and I, I love that um, quote by, from Terence McKenna as well, mm. naked in front of your own psyche. It's exactly how it is. Um, and I some, I heard somewhere, I don't even know who said it, but they said it's not a psychedelic experience. So we talk about psychedelic experience. It's not a psychedelic experience. It's a human experience mm. that the mushrooms or the psychedelics are helping you to access. And that's exactly how I felt. Like it's literally opening me up in front of myself so that I can really understand myself. And yeah, Hmm. it's insane. Amazing. And, you know, like um, when we explain people all the different different types of journeys and what it really means and uh, what's the healing there, um, really the the least important would be so-called the psychedelic, you know, the, the, the sacred geometry, don't get me wrong, is absolutely amazing, all the fireworks and colors and all. But it's not the most important thing. It's really side effect. Um, it's like a screensaver, really. Um, on, on, a, on a deeper level, there's so many other things are happening. Yeah. So we, we love, you know, breaking that belief system because um, it's, it's no point to just, uh, you know, spend entire weekend um, and, and just do that. The, the plant medicines are, you know much deeper healers than this. And don't get me wrong, that obviously brings such a beautiful sense of wonder and absolute amazement and often can bring people to euphoric state. I believe you were asking the question about the emotions during the process. Yeah. Yeah. So at the start, we we go through what we call the human manual. So how the mind works, how the emotions work, how the body, the energy, if we get time, often uh, we, as you mentioned at the start, we have so much information that we're sort of firing at you guys as much as we can. It's roughly probably between three and seven days worth of work crammed into one as much as we can. It really is. (laughs) So we've had to break certain things down, leave certain parts out, given the more important and and tangible and useful, usable uh, information and things that you can actually do, including breathing techniques and all these different things. But especially for emotions, men are generally uh, told not to express yourself. You know, the manly thing to do is to drink and, oh, forget about it. Let's get drunk. That's what men do. And, oh, big boys don't cry and all this crap. One of my taglines that I absolutely love and especially say to the men, and this obliterates every single ceremony, this obliterates every single man's belief system, you have tear ducts. They are not a decoration. Mm. 
<laughs> feel free to use them. Yeah. This is how you stop feeling so crap in yourself and you release the pain like a pressure cooker. You know, it, it, these emotions that we don't face, we ignore, we from day to day just suppress, as you mentioned, repression, suppression. We take things to not feel them. And that, it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily even, it's, it's hard drugs or anything like that. It can even be coffee, it can be alcohol, it can be marijuana, it can be meditation, it can be gym, it can be sex, it can be absolutely anything to can, not face. can be helping emotions. others. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Deflecting. That's, mm -hmm. that's the easiest way to not face yourself is by <laughs> yeah. being busy with everybody else. Mm -hmm. But we encourage people to really face their emotions and actually even start talking to them, to, to acknowledge them. Because we sometimes do a little partial comedy routine that we do the ignored, how it feels to be ignored. So I'll ask uh, Alice, can you pass me something? And Alice chooses to ignore me and I go on for three minutes and like, can you please pass me? And progressively, progressively, you start to see that I'm getting a bit more frustrated. despondent, frustrated, yeah. angry. And, and that would make sense if, if you went through the rest of your life and nobody on this planet acknowledged you or interacted with you or saw you or talked to you or, you know, you would feel alone, you'd feel isolated, you'd feel fr frustrated. Our emotions are absolutely no different. And society is, as Alice was mentioning, you know, everything on social media is happy, happy, happy. And, oh, here's pills for this and that and the other. And, you know, they, they, they don't like seeing the discomfort of of pain, of, of emotions and being real, but that is what we're made up of. Whether yeah. we like it or whether we don't, it's there and we have to deal with it. So we're helping people to say, enough, cut the bullshit, please be real and actually start healing yourself. Yeah. And we have to get the right balance of being gentle and tough love and direct. Blunt is usually what we do. Blunt is we just don't put on the frills. We just tell it as it is. And sometimes people are, are shaken by the, the bluntness, the directness of it, that predominantly most of us are lying to ourselves. We, we pretend we're okay when we're not. And we need to actually address that. So we do. Yeah. So we're trying to help people to um, be okay with feeling emotions. So that will get them ready for the journey next day. Uh, because most of the people would actually go through a very emotional journey. Mm -hmm. could be very beautiful, but nevertheless emotional. <laughs> and as you know, emotions has nothing to do with mind, nothing to do with logic. Uh, so on its own, it's, it's pretty crazy. But that's how we, you know, every exercise we, we give to people, every interaction, every break, every, every meal, everything is to make sure that they will feel comfort, and that will give them space to actually do their inner journey, their inner work and transformation and, and bring that light after the ceremony where they go. You know, because very often, you know, people start smiling. People start to feel good and family is asking, yeah, yeah you, you look different. What happened to you? Yeah. And this is how the whole thing grows. Like that's exactly what mycelium. happened. Yeah, but that's exactly what happened with myself afterwards. I, like, if I went to visit my parents after my first experience working with you guys. And my mom was even like, God, you seem so much lighter. Like, you just seem so relaxed. And I was like, I fucking am. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's, and like that, like, it's it was painful. And there was a lot of emotion there. I cried during mine for, like, I think about five hours straight. <laughs> it was intense but such a release and so necessary to happen but I'd love to talk about if you guys could talk about the importance of set and setting um, it's a phrase that's thrown around a lot and I don't think people really re realise even what it means no. so mm. <laughs> may, may I start um, yeah um, setting is 
like bringing entire culture. You know, you, you, we cannot talk about setting itself if we do not analyze, you know, what the culture is the medicine coming from. So most people would be familiar with ayahuasca, um, at least from the sound of it. And they kind of know it's coming from tribes. Mm. So they would know kind of what setting is coming with it. Um, unfortunately, the, the our native medicine um, has no culture attached to it. Or, or I would say has very, very unpleasant um, party-like uh culture attached to it yes yeah, yeah. so we had it in entire europe all the, all the healers were always using mushrooms but we lost it mm. as we lost connection with everything so basically we're trying to build up completely new culture <laughs> that based on respect for people coming to to connect with the medicine but mainly for the medicine because there is so many um People even facilitating um, group works and all, but uh, we don't feel mm, they have uh, human well-being in their heart. Yeah, and that's very, very important. So, um, you know, it has to be taken with bigger picture. Uh, there, there is no such a thing as uh, plant medicine taken out of cultural understanding because. Mm, let's say during during the ceremony itself, we helping people if they have difficulties, if they have uh, a little panicky moment, if they have some emotions they have to be expressed. We we actually doing therapies during uh, during the, it's at that moment it's then one to one and we helping people that way. Naturally, uh, let's say indigenous people in the Amazon they wouldn't interfere with anybody's journey. Uh, simply because everyone was studying how to journey since being a small kid. Because in Amazon, everyone is drinking ayahuasca. It's yeah. a part of, I don't know, family uh, gathering or village it's gathering. Like a rite of passage. Or, yeah. it's, it's normal. So everyone knows how to, how to be with this kind of um, state of mind. Mm. So they don't need help. And their journey is, is something that they have to go through. Mm, our our culture is completely different. We we need to have instant answers for everything. We're very insecure with absolutely everything, and you know it's not that because we are stupid. It's just because society created us as we are. So in that way, we're trying to make setting um, as spiritual and at the same time as down to earth as possible for people to feel safe and, um, and and being able to actually top into their inner strength so they can go through their journey. And um, of course, we're talking also about um, all the energy work that has to be done. We, we're talking about all levels of uh, reality that we know of. So we're taking care of all of this. And people might just feel, oh, it's a lovely atmosphere here. Or, oh, we love your home. And it's sweet. It's mm -hmm. lovely. But what I'm trying to say, it's it's deeper work than just, I don't know, nice design. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's, it's part of who we are. So we're receiving those messages anyway about um, 
good place or bad place about uh, I can trust that person or I can't trust that person. Mm. So we're trying to wake up this in people as well. Yeah, because it is, it's so important. Like the mindset that you go in with um, and then the setting in which you do it is so important for the outcome and, and the experience that you're going to have. I like to call the workspace, the, the place that we are, I like to call it a sanctuary. Yeah. Because if you think of a sanctuary, like an animal sanctuary or whatever else, it's a safe space where there is protected beings, there are protected people, there are protected whatever. And it's also sacred. So especially when it's a, a, a medicinal sanctuary, in that yeah. essence, then it sort of kind of does what it says in the tin, you know. And and I like that because it gives an energy with it. I mean, if you if somebody refers to the place as a sanctuary, it's like, oh, Oh, okay, that that seems nice, you know, yeah. rather than saying, oh, here's the house, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. And it is a sanctuary, like it, it really is. And it, it, in terms of the um, the set and setting, understanding anchoring and then obviously breathwork techniques and things like that. Can you talk a little bit on that? Because that is hugely important to be able to actually benefit fully from your experience. Hmm. You see, um, it's very important for life anyway. Uh, but especially when people are working with mind-altering medicine, with something that is taking them uh, from reality to some different, different, bigger reality, um, without proper anchoring, without proper practicality in life, without proper uh, grounding on energetical and emotional level, um, nothing will be done really. Because uh, it's so easy to be shut away from your life that you're not feeling good um, into a lovely feeling. And uh, we've seen lots of people kind of depending on that lifestyle and they coming every weekend or every month to some whatever uh, ceremony just not to be part of their life because they can't stand it. So they're not obviously doing their inner work. They're not integrating anything. They just want to escape. So we're trying to prevent people who, who are coming to us from that escapism. And we're giving lots of lots of techniques that can actually help them to stay, to stay stable yeah. on two feet and, and then be able to be strong in here, but also channel from out there yeah. all the beauty, all the all the connections, um, all the support, all the higher self, everything down here to planet Earth. And to also safeguard as well to ensure people don't come back. And we have had this at the start and then of course we're always continually evolving and any ideas that are, are welcome. So the email, the second source of, of questioning I send out for people returning, one of the questions is um, what did you learn or how did you find the integration? Yeah. So that's kind of saying what did you do with this experience? And again, we are bullshit detectors. We will call a spade a spade if somebody is going to lie to us. We have had people come back and say word for word, breath for breath, the exact same story that they had in the first one. And I'm like, okay, so you are exactly where you were. That's okay. As a driving instructor, uh, when I was one, if I couldn't teach a pupil something, it's not the pupils, uh, it's not me sticking with the same idea and the pupil has to get it. If Option one doesn't work, I go for option two or option three or option four. Mm. So with this kind of line of work, with this medicine, it's actually a lot easier because if somebody is um, coming back and saying the same thing or doing the same thing, of course we'll say, okay, so you're you're saying something similar, you're where you're at, 
So how can we help you to get through that? And again, <laughs> it, it'll deter people coming back because when they come to us, they know that they're going to be doing work. Yeah. And it is work. It, it, it's not, as mentioned several times, it's not uh, happy colours time. It, if as, Again, as I always will say, if you want to see pretty colours for free on YouTube, there are kaleidoscope videos. Go nuts, you know, get a VR headset, have a great time. You can be in the colours, <laughs> you know, psychedelics not required. But with this, you are going to be doing work. And on top of that as well, this conscious medicine will actually also make you do the work and that's why with intentions with all of the above um, it all comes together nicely so we're, we're stopping people from coming back again um, to potentially abuse the medicine and even themselves and they, see they don't even realise that because by not doing themselves the service of actually healing themselves they're, they're staying in their, their, their difficulty or their comfort zone or whatever it is they are so we always do the best to try and encourage people to move forward with it as well you know yeah um, that was one of the things I wanted to touch on as well, the integration. So like there's like a few different ways, obviously, that you can like to integrate what you have learned or the awareness that you've gained through your experience. So the first step, obviously, is like gaining awareness and then the integration circle. So that's pretty much the sharing circles, should I say, that you guys have them before, obviously, and then afterwards as well. So after we journey for it's approximately maybe six, seven hours. Yeah. Give or take. yeah Between four okay. and six yeah. usually. Yeah. yeah. So from like kind of the start of the the experience on the Sunday till we finish up, have the most amazing curry. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of Alice. <laughs> um, and then there's an integration or a sharing circle at the end as well. And this is hugely mm. important and beneficial because not only is it like important to for it to be led by an experienced facilitator or two um, so that there is like structure to it as well. It's really good to know. Obviously, we've just ha you've had this in incredible experience that can be, it can feel overwhelming and emotional and like you're probably not going to understand a lot of what you, what might have come up or you've seen during your journey. So sitting around people and talking about it um, and everybody has an opportunity then to share their experience or as much or as little as they want to or as comfortable. But it's, it actually is really helpful because for me, during that process, I had more realizations and it, it helps you to start to make sense of what has just happened and to know that, OK, everyone else has had like experiences as well. Not the same by any means, but they've all been through something here that we're all just trying to piece together now and and to unpack. Um, and then. The other thing is having a, like an integration coach, which you guys are, you're, you're on hand afterwards for as much as needed for like one to one, um, you know, to help people process our experience and to kind of pave the path, as you said, for future, tra for transformation and for, for future work and growth, and mm. um, which is so important. And the one thing that really, really benefited me was writing down. And this is something that you both really, really encourage everybody to do. I know the first time I was there, I would think I was the only one out of, there was 10 of us. I was the only one with the journal and people were kind of looking at me and about like, I'd say about three quarters of the way through my journey, I was able to write <laughs> and I started <laughs> writing. But I have this time log now of thoughts that were coming up and things that were coming up. And when I read back, I was like, fucking hell, this is insane. Like, I'm so glad I wrote this down yeah. because there was little kind of aha moments that probably may have been forgotten or I mightn't have come back to. But coming back to them, oh my God, the things I've managed to uncover and unpack about myself and things I've remembered that I've really needed to think about. And every day since now, I've I've had two experiences working with you guys since the first one, every single day, 
I'm uncovering more from that one experience that is opening me up. And the only way I can describe it is it's like my mind is cracked open in the most wonderful fucking way <laughs> that allows me to see, you know, to understand, have a real deeper understanding of myself, what the the way I act and why. Because um, we are basically, I know, Alice, you were saying this earlier, we're a bunch of stored information. Like um, our lives are so freaking busy. We're constantly taking stuff in like more than ever before on our phones, from other people, from people on phones, from Zooms, from everything. It's just stored information through our whole life and life is getting busier and busier. Um, and I think understanding how all of our experiences really shape how we think and act is really important. But unpacking it is even more important and, and actually like taking, creating space and facilitating a way to kind of delve into what's being stored and what's useful and what's not. Um, but it's allowed me to work to break down these patterns, the things that may have in the past kept me safe, the, like like my need for control or my issue with time in the past kept me safe. They're now no longer serving me. But I also now have a much deeper sense of compassion for myself. Um, and also for humans in general, just being yeah. there as like in a collective group of people who like, I now really know what people mean. And like before, this was only a few months ago, I would have been like, shut up, like you're talking <laughs> madness. Like, of course, you've just had this lovely experience on on like mushrooms, but we're all so connected through this collective experience that is life. And we all share the same feelings. And why, as I said, it was so much more effective than any talk therapy or seeing any psychotherapist for me was that like you can't sidestep or avoid the things that need to be confronted. And doing that, there is like not only confronting them, but then doing the integration work is so important. And you both sent me away with homework, like <laughs> which was like, I was like, wow, I was not expecting this. Like I was told, go and do this. There's your, your radical self-forgiveness worksheet. And that, I'm still working on that. Like, and it's so powerful. It, it took me a week to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as easy as you'd think. No, but like coming back to it every so often as well and like really working on it. Yeah. Um, but this is why the, be the beauty of the way you guys work. And I know there are so many other people providing these kind of, you know, things or weekends or retreats or, um, you know, services. But from start to finish, the whole process is what makes this work in the way it does and it is why it's so beneficial. Um, can we talk a little bit more about um, opening sacred space and closing sacred space and why this is important as well? Because for me, like for me, I'm somebody that I'm, I'm open to all of this stuff. I've seen this kind of thing before, but for somebody who hasn't witnessed anything like this before, it might seem a little, well, not a little, it might seem bash crazy, like very, <laughs> very woo-woo and like, yep. what the fuck is this guy doing? But let's, can you guys talk a little bit about that yeah. and why it's important and what yeah. you do? Um, so for the, uh, for the for the mushroom ceremony, I am the one who opens and closes sacred space. Both of us are capable and able to do it and we both do things throughout it. Okay, I'm opening my own yeah. way. It's yeah. just your front person. Yeah, I'm, 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 the, I'm the theatrical. Uh, <laughs> but the also, showman. The showman, yeah. But it's also beautiful because it's not it's not just, you know, um, me getting up and banging a drum in different directions. I am energetically changing the atmosphere in the room and for anyone who would be able to feel energy and for anyone who may be listening that would potentially have any confusion of what energy feels like, if you go into a room when two people are angry and you can cut the tension with a knife, well, 
there's not a cloud of anger that you know that's energy mm. again if you are around two people who are smitten and you can you can nearly taste it in the back of your throat the, the energy between the two so that, that's yeah, it's energy it's like at a wedding where people are like you can feel the love and you freaking yeah, can like, absolutely yeah. <laughs> absolutely so so these are vibrations these are energetical fri- uh, vibrations that come from en- from energy and, and emotions and different things so I set a a neutralizing energy to start out to sort of to to calm it down and just to establish uh, reverence as well. I then call in um, different uh, energies and different things. Now, my shamanism, where I came from, what I worked from was Neolithic shamanism. So I call in the elder spirit of the north, uh, the north of earth and ancestral wisdom, east and air, south and fire and west and water. So that's where I originally originated from in my shamanism course. But along the way, I've I've also done an incredibly intense uh, medicine wheel, uh, Celtic medicine wheel, which was sort of coming closer back to Celtic shamanism or druidry. It's it's the closest thing to that. So I blended all my uh, experience in together to make a very uh, well-protected opening uh, of sacred space so there is in in essence it's kind of like having an army of bodyguards <laughs> surrounding yeah. you in every direction you possibly can imagine also calling in the energy of mother earth and father sky and then tapping into source energy which would be sort of more a, a, a new age word or, or spiritual word of of god of the creator of whatever your belief system is but it is tapping into that element that is within us the connection and awakening that and, and helping people to realize just who and what they are as well. So every single action, every single meal, every single everything, there is a psychological reason behind absolutely everything. So it's to help ensure people feel insecure, supported and looked after. So when I call in these energies, and again, people are aware, especially those that are energetically aware, are like, oh my God, I can I can feel the shift in the room. There's yeah. definitely something there. Like even for people who maybe aren't, they're like, hmm. what's happening? Yeah, yeah. But they, they sort of know. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, there was a story of someone who must have thought we were going up in front of the room and going, woo, and all this, you know, waving hands and banging drums and just, you know, theatrical, who unfortunately they didn't actually open up sacred space when they tried and attempted a home ceremony and it did not go well for them at all. Um, so if, if if this comes up later in topic, we can, we can go yeah. more into it. But whenever you are doing that, you're calling in not only these energies, but then the spirit of the medicine. Again, humans have this weird thing that they think that we are the top of the sentience ladder and if you see a dog jump up and we go, oh, they're such a clever dog. Oh, so good. So we're looking down in a sort of half patronizing way. Ironically, the shamanic medicines also have spirits, also have consciousnesses, and they're hearing us talk now and going, oh, listen to them talk about us. Probably the best way to say it is we are about midway up the ladder of the sentience ladder. (laughs) Uh, So... When we have to call in the spirit of whatever medicine we work with, and I also work with marijuana and do marijuana ceremonies, so or Mary Jana would be the English translation of her name. Uh, but I call in the, the mushrooms in this particular inst- instance, and depending on what the species are, and I ask the essence, the energy, and the spirit to actually fill the morsel um, mushrooms in this instance that that are before us, and allow the essence to be present, working within all of us. So it kind of gets into the quantum, into the spiritual, into the energetic realms at that point. Um, and again, there is a presence. Uh, one of our earlier uh, ceremonies, there was a lady uh, said, and she said every ceremony thereafter she came to, that I said 20 minutes before serving the medicine, they have a spirit, they have an energy, they have an intelligence. And she thought this guy needs to be locked up in a straight jacket immediately. <laughs> and every single ceremony thereafter, she says, and 20 minutes later, 
they were talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you know what your voice is in your own head. You know what your language is, the way you think, the way you talk. There is something else in there. Yeah. It's the only way I can word it. You know it isn't you. Yeah. <laughs> it is a conversation. So um, so I call in the spirit of the medicine and throughout the process of the whole ceremony, so I'm holding sacred space. Again, uh, the two of us are working together, so we have different energy styles, different working styles. So I'm mainly the divine masculine, tapping into the the holder, the protector, the, the yeah. in, enforcer and of space. you can feel that when you're there doing that. And Alex, what's your role? Hmm. Well, hmm, I never put really title on, you know, on or the label on I what, what I'm I doing. I feel like your role is. <laughs> uh, you see, I'm I I work with the energy from my heart. Yeah, whatever you want to title it, and um, protection with that energy is done around entire uh, garden and house, around everyone. Everyone is equipped in a lovely bubble, hmm. uh, so wherever they go, they can go. I also transmute energy, so I can feel emotions uh, of uh, people and it's all coming through my body. So I'm basically making it better in my own body. I don't know if that makes sense or not. It's just the way it works. I'm deeply, deeply connected with the medicine. I'm very sensitive to all the all the medicines, actually. Um, I'm, I, I need basically a microdose um, yeah. to be far. <laughs> far yeah. away and uh, that that's okay maybe uh, that's because I was working with my third eye for many many years and probably that's that's why but uh, I'm I'm generally um, I'm generally you know like helping people to to deal with their emotional stage with their energy with their mind with everything mm. um through it's, my own things like i do i do i do hundreds of other things as well yeah it's it really feels you feel so safe and protected though with you two there and it's like like you said like you're like overseeing this and it's it's almost like a mother father figure like you feel genuinely so safe and looked after no matter what and like for me being somebody who has a need or had a need to be in control of everything all the time it was so easy for me to relinquish that control and to just trust because I felt so safe that first time and and the second time obviously but just being the first time not knowing what to of expect course. it was a little bit terrifying but knowing then as well even there was a moment when I was particularly distraught during my first journey and Alice you just knew like I was I don't think I was even moving I had like my duvet kind of over my face nearly and you came towards me to just check if I was okay it was like you had this sense and you really are able to sense that energy and and, and to make sure that you're there to help and to protect and I was fine and you just gave me a kind of an are you okay and I was like yes but no but yes <laughs> <laughs> for, for me mm. I, oh, sorry I, yeah. I was just going to say for me I feel it's very tapping into the divine masculine divine feminine the nurturer and the protector so we, yeah. we, we both have our roles and just when you're saying that they even uh, on your ceremony there were two people that pulled their eye masks up and I was looking at them yeah. We know, as you say, we do sense, we do feel. It's a blend of our ability to sense energy to work, but also to channel and work with this spirit of the medicine that, that works through you at the same time. Yeah. And you're working as part of a team. Like it, it, it's knowing that you have each other's back and working in complete tandem to get what needs to be done to say what needs to be said you know uh, <laughs> there's times I've gone up to people and I'm like in my own my shell my brain my mind I'm like what the hell am I going to say and as soon as I open my mouth the right words always come out yeah. and it's 
stop and trying to think and just know Drop what you have to do. Your heart Absolutely your heart. feel yeah. and know what it is. And when you know, then there's nothing ever to fear because you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like logically, I would say I'm completely, I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> um, yes, I might have set of skills and, and practice, but it has nothing to do with me. Uh, I'm just completely surrendering myself to the medicine. I'm at service and the medicine is just utilizing me. Yeah. So most of the times I really don't have a clue why I'm going to this corner of the garden, you know, uh, or why I'm this. It's just, Intuition it's a feeling, instinct. it's a feeling, it's a, it's not very loud voice. So it probably takes a good few years to practice to listening to that. But uh, like, I just have to trust. You know, yeah. the process itself is so complicated with like we work maximum with like 13 people. Um, it's it's interesting process because uh, I'm in this realm, I'm in every other realm and I'm together on a journey with the people as well. Yeah. So I have to trust that this is mental, you know. <laughs> It's also important because there are times and over the years that we've been doing this now, nearly four years, and we sometimes people will need the male energy. And that can be from a male participant or even a female participant. I've had many women need me to hold their hand and provide safe male, safe energy, safe father figure. As you mm. mentioned, probably one of the most memorable ones that I've mentioned a few times on ceremony, there was one woman when she, she looked at me, I was the devil. And she went outside and she needed a bit of air and one of the helpers went out to, to get her. We, we have some helpers sometimes. And when I went out, I spoke to her and I said, look, are you okay? And you know, I was actually being very compassionate and actually checking on her making sure of her needs she had never actually had any meals in her life actually treat her with respect but this time she did so when she came back in i had magically <laughs> transmuted and uh morphed into jesus oh, wow. so, so she saw me as jesus <laughs> and i but that, that's how powerful this medicine is yeah. and every single word every single action on this medicine is so important that simple action of a meal can actually be nice, can actually look after you, can actually do something without not wanting anything back from you. Mm. So when she came in, I had completely changed her view on men. Mm. Like that that's how powerful, how subtle, how simple. I just went out to ask if she was okay. <laughs> not, n nothing that people wouldn't think is a big deal. And yet changed her life, changed her everything within her. Yeah. So it, it's fascinating how it goes, but we're always, the, the people will, call whoever they need and it's it's not an ego thing for Alice or myself to oh it's me or oh, it's it, it's her it's it, it's nothing to do with us we are just there and we provide whatever energy they need at that particular moment yeah oh it's incredible and speaking of ego so I know you mentioned your own egos <laughs> but ego dissolution what does this mean why is it useful can you tell listeners why it is useful for breaking down like the breaking past the barriers essentially that you know, have conditioned our beliefs and our thought systems and our actions um, and why it's so much, why it's so powerful in a way that like you won't, in, it's something that you won't get from talk therapy and from other w ways of healing. Mm -hmm. But it's one of the things that using psychedelics really facilitates. Ego is very interesting. If you look at very uh, every culture, you know, every culture is kind of trying to kill ego, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone is trying to be egolessness. Um, I don't find it very practical uh, in this realm. You know, uh, we have to associate with something. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 probably it 
probably comes from time. Uh, it's just on my journey, I kind of lost my mind for two weeks. <laughs> I completely lost my mind. And um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, Mushrooms, um, I presume? No, no, no. no. It's um, okay. Very long story short, I uh, what I'm really good at is uh, I'm at concentrating Ormus. Ormus comes from Ormi. Ormi means uh, orbitare rearrange monatomic element. So this is like higher octave of platinum group metals. We heard about colloidal silver and gold. This is higher octave than that. And I kind of overdose this. Uh, by, accident. by accident, because I was <laughs> growing my plants on it, and when I was, was actually this? concentrating a good few years ago. It's long before you were doing working with the medicines. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it was just like kind of yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so what happens to me? Uh, my mind went so far that I couldn't label absolutely anything. Everything was everything and nothing in the same time. Okay. And because I couldn't label, I actually couldn't really be practical here and now. So, yes, because my background is kind of spirituality and I was thinking, yeah, it would be great to have no ego here. Um, I find it impossible to perform when I had no mind and no ego. Okay, so it serves so, a purpose to some degree. It's absolutely, because ego ego is, you know, like we, <laughs> we have to assist, associate us with the body, for example. Okay, we, we are not separated from the body, so we have to associate. And ego, ego is anything that we associate ourselves with. So, uh, of course, could be very unhealthy ego, but it could be also very, very uh, healthy and down-to-earth ego. So we're not talking about being asshole. We're not talking about being self-centered. We're talking about how we perform in life. Uh, but unfortunately, during the life, we get so many parts of us that we associating ourselves with like a good person i'm i have nothing against good people but we we're trying to uh, be seen as good person uh, sometimes without choosing us first and and that on its own could be difficult and actually not serve us uh, if we can constantly we choose others. So working with plant medicines and mushrooms are particularly good at it. It's are breaking those ego parts that are not really uh, in service anymore yeah. to us, especially if someone is coming with the intention, let's say, I want to be on my path. I want to I wanna be really uh, following my heart. And yet they associate themselves with that person working uh, I, with, the, with the big company or they associating themselves with meeting needs of mommy and daddy because they, they, they want to be, you know, they want them to be proud of. Um, so this, this part... During the journey, very often it happens, and it happens like ego death. So uh, people might think they die dying. Uh, they're not really dying. It's just part of them that isn't really important anymore. It's just fading away. So it's nearly like grieving for part of you that, yeah, uh, its work is done. And uh, it's it's amazingly freeing experience if that happens. Yeah. Mm, no, that can be achieved not only just by, by plant medicines, by shamanic practices, absolutely as well, but uh, it's, um, it's life-changing. Yeah. yeah. If I may add just two things on that. The layman's term of what ego is, 
is if you are able to identify, so I'll, I'll say it for you, if you're able to identify yourself to me now without saying I, me, or Laura. Oh, wow. Okay, we've got work to do. <laughs> that, that's ego. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. ego is self-identification. Yeah. However, it's unfortunately misconstrued and mixed up that getting rid of ego, well, what, what that actually means is the unhealthy or the unbalanced ego. Yeah. So that's where that comes from. The second thing I would like to add, the phenomenal uh, Alan Watts um, said that his belief was ego is the perception of what you are that attaches itself to you. So if you're the class clown, if you are the good little boy, if you're the one that you can walk over, if you're this, you're that, the other thing. So the the ego is actually the amalgamation of what people view you as, which again is a more philosophical way of looking at it. But I personally like that one and it works for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Speaking of energy, coming back to energy, like the challenges of your work, like (laughs) for you both personally, I can't even imagine. Like coming from someone, I I work with people, I take on a lot of people's, you know, stuff that they're working through as well. A lot of energy goes into helping other people. The intensity of what you guys do. Okay, so you're running a ceremony. It's two days that the people are with you. Obviously, there's the preparation beforehand, all of the unbelievable food that is cooked and harvested and like a lot of the food you grow yourself, you cook everything and like the food is like, I'd go back for the food alone. Yeah. I can't lie the second and time. I can't, no, just kidding. And many but, have booked but, on that yeah, basis alone. Honestly. <laughs> but like the work and the preparation that goes into everything before anybody even arrives, then it's two full on days. And I mean, like we're arriving at half nine on the Saturday morning, going to bed after midnight and literally we're all together like and you guys are talking us through things. We're working through workshops. You're taking on everybody's traumas, energies. Um, like it's very, very intensive. And then the following day you're facilitating like journeys for people who like you don't know how they're going to go. You have to be there on call. You're opening sacred space. You're holding sacred space. You're closing sacred space. You're feeding everybody again. (laughs) You're holding integration and sharing circles. And again, like coaching people through how to process what they've just been through. Um, And then there's also like even before, the first time I was there, before we even started into the mushroom ceremony on the Sunday, like and see, you were doing healing work. You were doing energy healing on one of the girls who had a headache and that takes a lot out of you as well. So like, it's just so intensive. And then the Sunday goes on until like 1am, 2am. It can do. Yeah. And like, it's getting later. <laughs> you're holding space. Like you guys are holding space for others to, he- others to heal and taking on so much of others' trauma and energy. And how do you manage your own bandwidth for this? Well, first of all, we're not on our own. Yeah. Okay. The medicines are working through us. So they know if they, they want to, that work to be done we have to be strong mm-hmm. okay so it's not entirely uh on us but we kind of running on borrowed energy it's like a battery pack, it's like a battery pack. <laughs> yeah. so uh, you you will not believe like uh, no matter how long people will stay in the house let's say 1 2 a.m uh, monday morning we're yeah. still running but the moment people are leaving <laughs> We sometimes have no strength really to get into the bedroom. Yeah. It's just, yeah. uh, and, and we need rest. We yeah. need good night's sleep. And mm. Monday is always, you know, what is what day. is my name day? Uh, <laughs> yeah. To 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 really, like, we both have different methods. My method is um, go to nature or go to the garden, connect with the mother, 
earth, you know, connect with the soil, with plants. That's where I find my, you know, it booster. It replenishes your energy from that. Yeah. Absolutely. This is, and this was always me. So, yeah, um, yeah. and depends on how difficult um, energies has been during mm. the ceremony. It might even take two days. Mm. Worst we had was uh, Friday. Yes. <laughs> Five days. I, yes. Was, I was looking, I was like, how long is this going to last for? Yes. <laughs> But I can imagine just being completely depleted mm. after it. Yes. And what's, what way, what works for you? What's your process? Um, just just when you were saying at the start there, I, there was a beautiful uh, wording that one of our participants uh, said, and I shared it on the most recent ceremony, and I like humour and whimsy. Mm. Uh, as you were saying, people are dumping stuff. This particular person happened to mention it was kind of like a giant toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you dump your crap yeah. and then it's gone yeah. when you leave there. Yeah. So in essence it is, and I, and I like that. But... Because we have been working with energy for so long. So we both have been working for energy over 20 years. And it's kind of like the same as um, if somebody thinks that, you know, they want to go for a marathon or if they want to go for a triathlon or something like that there, you know, one time in the gym is not going to do it. You have to be training. You have to have the right mindset. You have to have the right practices, diet, whatever the case might be. So energetically speaking, we have been weightlifting for years. Mm. <laughs> so we're, we are capable of it. Um, because I'm working with elemental energy as well, I have different ways of working. So, of course, the, the being out in nature definitely does help and always will help as well. Uh, a, mo a very recent ceremony a number of weeks ago, uh, we were swimming in a lake and mm. you, whoa, it was like three battery packs were attached to us. By the end of it, we were just like, we nearly were running. Recharged, yeah. Whoop. And some. Yeah. Um, and sometimes even it can be playing musical instruments and the nice vibrations, like I'm, I play the harp, the didgeridoo, do throat singing and learning different other cool and interest, and interesting. And you do a lot of this during the actual ceremony as well, yep. which is absolutely incredible. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had some people, uh, there's one participant said that my didgeridoo was like a big red evil stick because <laughs> it was bringing up vibrational things that they weren't ready to, to face. And for other people were saying the one guy, again, very humorous, said that it was making his balls vibrate. And oh, he lovely. absolutely loved it. So, <laughs> I like, like more I, of that, please. I, I bet you want more of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So sometimes and and sometimes even the the trivial as well. Sometimes yeah. mindless TV sometimes can can help me just to, to yeah. get back in because I am a very analytical person and sometimes been very strongly wound being uh, using third eye, using energetic feeling, tapping into it. Sometimes I just need to go into the bleh, you know, yeah. and just just to recharge that way. But that's it. It's used in a in a way that serves purpose Absolutely. and very intentionally. Mm -hmm. Like that's, mm. I think, one of the problems for a lot of society now is that we use those things all the time. Like, mm. will you use TV, mindless TV, mm. like every single day to mm. try and like norm or escape? Mm. And we ne and we're constantly taking in all this information and storing this shit, and our lives are so busy, mm. and then we don't actually take the time to look inwards yeah. or to come back to nature. And this is actually one of the things that came to me there the second time I came to you guys last week. I actually had the. <laughs> I had the wherewithal, first of all, to be able to go outside during my journey. And I, I just felt the urge and the need to actually move my body. And to like for my first time, I stayed lying down and crying the whole time, pretty much. Um, the second one last week was completely different, completely different, less painful, but more challenging. And I won't get into that on this podcast. It's probably a story for another podcast. And I may do another one where I'll talk about my my experience and what came up and how that went and the importance of it and what I've, you know, recognized through it and how it's helping me to heal and to grow. But coming back to nature was huge for me last week. And even just in terms of I was sitting there on the grass, like my bare feet and 
realizing I can have this at any time. Like, and I can be present if I just do it. Like, it, it sounds like such a silly, simple little thing. But I was like, we're all running so fast all the freaking time. Yeah. And we're missing our lives. Yeah. And we're constantly trying to get to the next thing and de- get to the next thing. And we're like taking in and absorbing all of this information and all of these experiences. But we're not actually questioning them or thinking about the effects that they're having or being in the moment ever. So we're getting through things rather than being in it. And I just was sitting there looking at the sun on the grass cone. Like I literally have everything I need right now to have a good life. And if I can just learn to stop and be present in the moment and to enjoy it. And I can. But like what stops us? Alice actually said something very interesting that blew my mind. If you're thinking about the past or you're worrying about the future, you're not in now. Yeah. You're in your head. And whenever the expression being in your head, I was like, how am I, you know, it, it, it didn't make sense. It didn't register what it was. But I mean, if for any listener for ourselves here now, if you can focus on where your ass is, where your arms are, where your hand is, where your back is against the chair, whatever, if you can feel those things, that's you now being in now. Because if you're focusing on them, you're not focusing in the head, which absolutely blew my brains like abs I was like whoa so I I started to get it I started to get the being here and now and it's so sad when people aren't like that but again the ceremony you're on there was one of the participants said to me I wasn't near my phone all weekend and I didn't miss it yeah and the beauty of these ceremonies we find as well and I will always keep saying it it shows humanity it really shows what we are as creatures when we actually come together with no judgment and actually work together as a unit. And it is absolutely beautiful. And that then explains why by the end of it, it's like people feel like their arms are being ripped off or they're, you know, it, it, it's it's when people are leaving, you know, it's it's you're so close to these strangers. Yeah. I always love hearing the 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 murmur and the babble and the the noise over dinner. And it's like you would swear that you all knew each other for years and it was like a big reunion. But you feel like you do at that point because everybody <laughs> it, has literally, as you said, dropped the bullshit, yeah. dropped our guard and actually we're connecting on a level that we don't. We don't do that even with our own families and in our own social circles. We don't put our fucking phones away yeah. and actually be here and now and talk about how we're feeling or what's going on or what we're experiencing. We just don't do it. We don't make space for it. And and having that space created by you guys is just incredible. Like what you what you're doing is just the most powerful and and important work I think at the moment particularly because society is the way it is right now and lives are getting busier and I think it's getting to a point now where people are like, we actually can't continue like this. We all can't continue. We're all living so fucking wrong. Like we can't continue like this and expect to be okay and to be healthy and to be happy. So like, what do we do? And I genuinely think that psychedelics is the place to begin. (laughs) It is. It's amazing. I'm I'm so glad that you got that feeling of being here and now just on your second journey because this is this is what the goal is you see people somehow have to travel very far to actually realize uh, that they don't have to run from discomfort anymore that they then don't have to chase butterflies anymore that they can be actually fulfilled because they you know after all the healing they, there is not much trauma to be go through and once that's done this is where you can actually start living yeah. for the first time, not running anymore, not 
not not trying to be someone else, just to be yourself and and appreciate because this life, even though feels crazy sometimes, it's amazing. It's it's psychedelic experience on its own, yeah. and it's full of grace, full of uh, full of beauty, full of amazing things for us to discover. But if we will be running away from it, we will never see that. Yeah, and like you said, people do run. They go to the other ends of the earth to yes. try and discover themselves or to find peace or to yeah. try and f- be present and learn how to be. Yeah, but. Really now I know I can be on my balcony in Dublin or I could be in Brazil, but it wouldn't fucking matter. It's yeah. literally it's about what's inside. Absolutely. Yes. And and meditation is something that doesn't get enough of recognition. I mean, meditation doesn't have to be sitting cross legged and going, Oh you don't yeah. that, of course you can do that one mm. if, if you're that way inclined. <laughs> but meditation just simply means focusing on one thing. So again, yeah. if you close your eyes and I mean, a basic one is focus on, as I said, your ass, focus on it sitting on <laughs> a chair or focus on the ground or whatever, just the, the temperature of it, the the clothes, the materials that are on it, the tension, the pressure, like that in itself, you could do a whole ass meditation. Yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. This is you like know? breaking down the barriers for people that feel like meditation is woo woo. Just exactly. like, okay, no, let's, it, let's it, do an ass moment now. Yeah. How's your ass feeling? How's it? Where is it? <laughs> I, I, I used to run meditation classes and I was uh, in my past life, as I call it, one of my uh, jobs that I had, one of my many jobs I had, uh, it was for a phone company up north and I I went for uh, meditation classes because they were doing fitness Fridays and this year and I was speaking, they were trying to any ideas and I was like, well, yes, you're focusing on the body but not on the mind and the emotions, so how about meditation? They absolutely added up. One of the managers came to me and says, I don't really believe in this. And I'm like, meditation? And like, no, I don't really believe in it. Mm-hmm. He fell asleep within the first fifty seconds of the meditation. Stop! Don't <laughs> so believe in this. It, it's, it's, it's not yeah. like it's a theology. Yeah. It, it's it's simply just an action of of something. So with music, with whatever, there, there are so many different types of meditation. You can even meditate washing the dishes. So if you're washing and every time your hand touches the water. You focus on that, especially if it's in a basin, the nice smooth water. That's a phenomenally beautiful meditation to actually go into. And yeah. It's so simple. That's something one of, one of the, my mentors that I work with actually said before is, and I, I, I think about it all the time, I'd say at least once a week, but are you washing the dishes to get the dishes done or are you washing the dishes? And it's like, fuck yeah. yeah. Like we're constantly just doing things to get it done and yep. I need to just, and your mind is elsewhere. But like if you just stay here. Yeah. You can enjoy it. Yeah. You can't control anything else right now anyway. Yeah. Anything, anywhere else you're going in your mind doesn't matter. Yeah. I would love to, before we wrap up, I'm so conscious of time and I can't believe we're nearly an hour and a half in here. Oh, wow. but I know. Does, doesn't time play when you enjoy it yourself. absolutely does. <laughs> but I'd love to hear the story, if you can tell it. I don't know if you are happy to or not right now, but the story that you told about being here and now, about the... Um, the guys that you had over visiting from mm. the Amazon. Yeah. Wow. This yeah. Is, I think it's just such a great story um, and really kind of a great perspective on the importance of being here now. Amazing. That actually brings and wraps up nicely yeah. because, again, this is a, a cultural context. Um, we we are friends with Huni Queen tribe. Uh, it's far, far in Brazil. 
in the Amazon uh, jungle. In the Amazon. And we kind of trying to help them tribes, but not destroy by destroying their cultures. We're trying to find out best way um, to help their life uh, quality because they don't have water. They don't have, you know, basic uh, there. Um, so... Yes, my friend kind of created a bridge between that culture and 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 few places in Europe. So um, we were lucky to host a few of them. And um, even two, three years before, I met another one person from that tribe. So it's kind of um, it's adding up few things, um, especially when you because th- them guys they they drinking ayahuasca since they are tiny little babies. Um, so they're very cosmic in a way. But um, they're completely different than us, completely different than us. And um, to, and I'm not saying that one of the group is better than the other. Um, we are what we are and, and they are what, what they are. But um, we were hosting them uh, when last time, two oh, years ago. Yeah, at least two, three years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to Yeah, say? so as, as Alice was mentioning there, just... Um, we are in a, we need to know how, we need to know why, we need to know, need to know, need to know. These guys are just in here and now. Yeah. So they don't need to know anything at all. They just, they do. <laughs> That's the, basically it. So they they arrived and in order to, uh, they speak their own Hunnequin language and Portuguese because it's Brazil. And uh, there was two people came with that were able to translate so they could speak English and Portuguese. So uh, I asked to try and build some rapport. Uh, and again, most people listening to this will probably just think, well, well, what was wrong with that question? But I asked the question, uh, did you find it difficult coming from the warm country of, of the Amazon and adjusting to the cold Ireland? Now, most people, if you were on holiday, I was like, how did, how did you feel coming back from Tenerife? And I'm like, oh, it's a bit cold, but I'm okay. Boom, on with the question, on with the con- conversation, we would go. However, this particular uh, person, I, I asked that to and was translated and he screwed his face up and he looked down to the left with confusion <laughs> and looked to the right with screwed up face, shaking head, kind of in complete confusion, complete absolute disbelief. And eventually then after about five more seconds, he sort of spoke back to one of the translator and the translator sort of uh, sort of smiled and went, um, these guys don't actually like questions. Now, <laughs> on paper, people probably go, oh, what was wrong with that question? However, when you explain it like this, you'll totally get it. They were so busy being here and now, I interrupted, I interrupted their being here and now to think of somewhere that they weren't, go back to feel the temperature of their home, see how it emotionally made them feel, bring themselves back here again, feel the temperature of where they were now and how that felt and what was the comparison between the two to satisfy somebody asking them an absolutely pointless question. (laughs) (laughs) You would never think of that. You would never think of that. But because these people are here and now, for them, they were here and now, so they were just in the colder country and they were dealing with it, and that was just it. They were, yeah. they just, it was day to day, and that was it. So, yeah. so when when you look at it like that, it just shows shows you how in our heads we are over here, how you know, yeah. how analytical, how how thinking we are. Um, but it, it, it's a beautiful way to be because when you are just here and now, 
you're living in the moment. Yeah. There, it's peace. It's just, it's you're doing, you're feeling, you're experiencing, you're witnessing, you're doing as is happening at that exact sec, second live action and that's it. Yeah, that, that story, <laughs> I, it's, it's like, it's funny, but it's also like, shit, the amount of time that we spend thinking about stuff that just doesn't matter. this and that. Yeah. 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 What if, what if that? Yeah. Everything. Catastrophizing um, and overthinking and thinking about the past and questioning and... It just doesn't matter. Like, what is? Let's just focus on what is. 90% of what we worry about never actually happens, especially the way we think it's going to happen. So Mm -hmm. we are wasting so much of our time worrying about that. That that came out of a psychology book. That's Mm -hmm. fairly well known within the psychological world for for people who would worry. And we're wasting so much of our time in our life on something that isn't there. What is there is where you currently are at that exact moment, being here and now, and that's it. So if they are so straightforward, uh, you know, you can imagine how completely different process of integration of the plant medicines is for them than for us. Okay, so their shamans, when they come in here, they have no clue how fucked up we are in our heads. Okay, they 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 don't they don't they don't know our reality. So therefore, uh, I might say, even though uh, ayahuasca is so popular, most of the times we are not ready for it. Yeah. We 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 have to prepare ourselves to do that because this is this is not um, <laughs> this is not normal for us to go deep and and then bring all the all the teaching from from that plant medicine into life um, and that takes a little bit work and and mainly uh, education yeah educating yourself and. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's why we go, do go to right places. Yeah, and that's why we do what we do. We yeah. do it because we are aware. We are from here. We do know this. Um, we are, especially me. I'm a mind thinker. You know, I'm an analyst. So I know what needs to be done, needs to be said, needs to be construed and and felt and experienced. And between the two of us, we've kind of worked out as best as what we possibly can. Yeah. One of the questions in that as well, because we don't play the game of um, egocentric and oh, we are this or that one of the questions is, is there anything we can do to improve this? And it's not like a, to get us a wee pat in the back. It's no, no, no. Is there anything we can do to make this better, smoother, more effortless, seamless, yeah. to make it more palatable for people? Feedback, please. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so we can adjust that in and make it a thing, you know? Yeah. Well, the, I have to say the level of service and what you guys do, the way you work, um, how you, even from the screening process through to the integration and every single second in between, you guys are absolutely incredible and I really mean that and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because you're sitting in front of me <laughs> but you. genuinely the work that you do is so important and that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you both today and um, I still feel like like there's so much more here <laughs> we may have to do a round two at some stage yeah. Um, yeah that's great but um, for anybody who is listening as well that wants to kind of get a little bit more information on psychedelics particularly mushrooms that's the the um, substance that I've used from my own experiences. Now I know that you work as well with other substances, but for mushrooms, if anybody's looking for a little bit more information to read up or to learn, um, I would recommend looking at, and I know you guys recommend this as well, on Netflix there's the documentary uh, Fantastic Fungi. Yes. Fantastic <laughs> documentary that delves into the science, into everything, um, and will just give you a really, really good overview of what's what. Um, I'd also recommend um, the Michael Pollan series, docuseries as well. Well, yeah. um, it's how, it, how to change, how your, to mind. change your mind. How yeah. to change your mind. Yeah. There's and different things on there, but uh, psilocybin mushrooms is one of them as well. Yeah, there's four. Um, so, but the the four are absolutely fantastic. And then um, Pollen's book as well. Um, 
This Is Your Mind on Plants, as well as he has a book, this, uh, How to Change Your Mind as well. Um, great resources for learning. Um, and if anybody has any questions or anything, you can get in contact with me um, and <laughs> we'll chat. But um, would you guys like to add anything before we wrap up? Um, um, I would just say, you know, no matter where you people are, you know, no matter how dark place you seem to be, and the medicine didn't help you and uh, therapies didn't help you. There is always way out there. There, You know, this this place where we're living won't give us challenges without solutions. So there is always, always a chance to, to, to start to, to, to free your mind, to start to be um, yourself, to, to back to your innocence. Yes. And I suppose from my side, uh, once you've sat ceremony with us, there is aftercare, there is a, a chat group available as well where the same circle of trust rules apply. Um, and we'll always do the best we can to to help and facilitate. So we really are there. Like I'm more so the admin. Um, we, 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 you know, we, we work on our strengths and communication and talking and typing very fast is definitely my my forte. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so if if... If you ever do come to us or whatever the case might be, you know, we'll we'll do everything yeah. we can on our part to help you with the medicine that, that does work and it seems to work much better than the medications that are out there, unfortunately. I know, you know, it's it's not about saying the right or wrong thing, but on antidepressants, I've seen it firsthand, little sheet in my hand, one in ten people with antidepressants, the first side effect you could get is depression. Mm. The second one is self-harm and suicidal thoughts. Mm. If that's one in ten, this is the thing that's supposed to be saving you from the thing it's, <laughs> you know, that, that it can potentially yeah. provide. Whereas, as you mentioned, this organic medicine that grows and does seem to work to the point that two hospitals are actually currently doing clinical trials with it. Like yeah. it's, it's stage three of four from FDA approval. This yeah. is serious. It's, start, it's borderline almost legal so. again. Yeah, I mean, like the reasons that it was made illegal in the first place, it's just it's not justified anymore. Like there's no way people can justify it anymore, yeah. considering as well the research and the studies and the trials that have shown massively positive benefits and like you mentioned like in terms of SSRIs and antidepressants mm -hmm. I know myself like somebody who has struggled with anxiety and depression over the years I probably should or not should I don't really like the word should but mm -hmm. I definitely could have potentially benefited from take, being on SSRIs at, at, at a certain point mm -hmm. I was very resistant to it now, I'm not saying that was the right thing to do either. Um, and I know that they serve a purpose for many people and mm -hmm. they are essential at times as well for, for in certain cases. But I'm so glad that I found mushrooms because <laughs> microdosing, I've been microdosing for over a year now. And that like has been massively, massively beneficial for me as well, like in terms of how I feel day to day. And even I know you mentioned this already on the like my creativity and my focus as well. Yeah. Just feeling myself again. Yeah. Um, and again, it's something that grows on, in, like, in our country, on yeah. our homeland, wildly yes. and freely. And yes. it, like, that has to be a much more holistic way to heal or to a much safer thing to use than something that's formulated in a lab. I, I would even say a more human yeah. way. It is, it's an organic it just, thing working with an organic thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a reason this medicine is on our doorstep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's how I feel about it you as know? well. Like, the... the the planet is providing what we need right here if we just fucking open our eyes yeah. and our minds mm -hmm. to it.
but just a safety warning don't go picking if you don't know what no. you're picking oh yeah <laughs> and this is why you guys exist yeah. reinforcing again there are people out there who know what they're doing yeah. and like proper usage as I said already mm. like it's not there's no such thing as a bad substance mm. we've been conditioned to believe that these substances that have been banned and, and made illegal and, and you know criminalised are bad substances there's, mm. they're not there's no such thing much like with foods there's no such thing as good or bad food mm. it is the purpose and the, and the intent by which it's used mm. so as long as you find people who can show you how to utilise this substance in the correct way and respect it and use it in a way that's going to benefit you like the, it's just so powerful mm. <laughs> Thank you both for today Aww. and for your time and for everything that you do. And um, I am sure that we may have to do something like this again. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a million and one questions left. But just in the interest of everybody's time and energy today, thank you both so much. I know that you guys are going to literally go from strength to strength with your business and what you do. And you've helped myself and countless other people and will continue to do so. And I'm excited for, for all of it. It's an absolute pleasure being on the show. I, I feel the podcasting and the communication are actually the real way forward with this because yeah. people are hearing it on government tainted. They're hearing it yeah. real. They're hearing it from people and getting a chance to really tune in. So yeah. I'm very grateful for what you do and thank you for the work that you do as well. It is appreciated. Thank you thank so you. much for inviting us. Mm. It's absolutely beautiful and amazing to, you know, to speak up to and all, all the good words you're saying. Oh, this is, you it's know, all, this is, this is, this is amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you, so thank you both so much. Thank you so, so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed this conversation. If you have any questions, queries, thoughts, insights or otherwise that you would like to share, please do get in touch with me. All of my contact details are in the show notes below and I always love to hear your thoughts. And remember, if you listened, enjoyed or gained anything from this episode, please remember to share and tag on your social media. I always love to hear your feedback and thoughts and every single share and tag means so, so much and means that I can continue making these episodes and bringing them to you. Just before I leave you, this podcast was also brought to you in collaboration with Flotation Therapy Ireland. Float Ireland now have two locations in Malahide and Dublin City. It's a really enjoyable way to boost your health and your mood by floating in an enclosed and isolated tank that cuts off all sensory experiences, your sight, smell, touch and sound. The tanks are filled with water that's the same temperature as your body and a really high amount of Epsom salts, which allows you to easily and peacefully float on the water surface. And the calming effect that this provides gives both physical and mental health benefits, which I can fully vouch for. It helps to support the immune system and your nervous system, but also enhances muscle recovery, helps to manage stress, improve sleep quality, and can help alleviate symptoms of anxiety and depression. Follow them on Instagram and check out flotationtherapyireland.com to book your own float now to experience this for yourself. And make sure you follow me at Marie Lola on Instagram and keep an eye out on my page too, because I will be running several competitions to give you the opportunity to win your own free float. Catch you on the next one. <laughs>